Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is new technology in AC systems. I have the pleasure to be here with David Engel. Dave is the manager of the Advanced Roofing and Sheet Metal AC Division. Dave, can you please begin by telling us a bit about your background in the industry? Yeah, thank you for having me today. I've got 41 years plus in the AC division, or in AC mechanical work. I've been doing this since I graduated high school and a little bit before then even. Um, I've been working in primarily in Illinois and Florida. I've got five years in the early 80s, was down here enjoying the weather, and I went back, raised a family in Illinois, and I've been down here seven years, and this is where I'm going to stay and retire. Fantastic. Well, as boards and association managers think about the use of new technology, how can they implement that in AC systems? AC systems, uh, one of the, the main things is the thermostats and the control of air. With the New thermostats being Wi-Fi, you can get Wi-Fi thermostats that are very user-friendly and they can be controlled remotely. So if you've got community centers, you've got other parts of the building and you want to have central control of that, you can do that without getting an elaborate control system. You can use Wi-Fi thermostats and they all can be accessed by a, a cell phone or your computer. This allows you to adjust the temperature of the spaces you can set them up on a program. So if you've got, say, a training room and you, you know, the training room's open from 5 a.m. till 10 p.m., you can have it cooler at that time and you can raise it at night so that you don't overburden the equipment. You'll have that availability again for every stat, whether you've got a card room. Every system can have its own thermostat. You can set a schedule and you can have the remote control. So and I'm assuming that this this adds to um, sustainability and you know saving money with regard to um, not having systems on all the time. Correct. It is a cost savings, and it does give the unit. Again, air conditioners tend they do two things: you're cooling the air and you're taking the moisture out of the air. So the coil is always wet. It's good to have a point in the day when that can totally dry out. So at night when you shut it off, there's a quite a period when that unit doesn't run at all. It gives everything a chance to dry out. The insulation and things inside your unit can start to collect moisture over time. You want that to have a dry out period. If you don't, it's not the end of the world, but you sometimes will run into a problem with mold or growth, bacteria growth, things like that in the air handler. With that being said, you don't want that because then it can spread, travel down the line into the ductwork, and it becomes airborne. As you all know, associations have lots of common areas that go largely unused in the evening hours. What temperatures should the associations think about setting the air conditioning units in those types of facilities so that the coils can dry out? During the off hours, you can go up to like 80 degrees. 78 to 80 degrees is a good temperature for the unoccupied time. And what is the actual reason that we do that, that we need to let the coils dry out? You don't want the moisture to start growing biological items, bacteria, mold, or other viruses, you know, that can attach to that moist, porous surface. 
drying it out helps. What you're doing then, the other way to combat that is with a UV light. Ultraviolet light has been around for a very long time. It's used in the medical field for killing germs, viruses, and creating a sterile environment. It's used a lot in purification, you know, for water and other things. And in your air handler, it's going to stop any growth. If you can stop the mold bacteria growth inside your unit, then it doesn't become airborne and spread through the whole system. UV lights are easy to install. They're a very low cost to operate. The bulbs you leave run 24 hours a day. So it is always cleaning and always maintaining the inside of the unit. There is a maintenance. The bulbs generally last one year. Most you can get now, the bulbs are two-year bulbs. So that is a maintenance item with the UV system, but the benefits far outweigh the cost of the bulbs. Okay. Any idea in a residential system what it, what it looks like in terms of the cost to have those installed? You're looking generally around the four to five hundred dollar system per system. Uh, there are other bulbs. You know, there's other kits involved with indoor air quality. You can go to. Uh, different systems ion generating you can go into a whole house air purification that is it's a different product what it does is it ionizes the air it takes the the moisture in the air and it molecularly changes it it splits it apart into positive and negative ions and they collect and they attach so they attach to the viruses they attach to the bacterial growth when it does that, it, it more or less kills it by dropping it to the floor. It takes it out of the air. It doesn't have a, a component to physically kill it, but it removes it from the air and drops it to the floor. At that point, it has also run through the filter. So a lot of it gets caught in your filter, and at that point, it's not airborne anymore. Are there other products on the market that do something similar? Yes, there are. Um, there are different products out there. You can get at you know, some of your local big box stores like ozone generators. You can get them for one room. You can get them for the whole house. But we don't recommend those. If you look into the history of ozone, ozone in larger doses is harmful to the body. It's not a, it's not a recommended environment to be in. They're used in, in cases where they're cleaning up. So if you've had an issue in a room and they put in an ozone generator overnight or over the weekend it does effectively kill that the viruses it kills what you want to kill in the room but it's not meant to be in a living area so in a conditioned space you want to avoid the ozone generating devices it's not good for your overall health if they're a low dose or they're advertised as a low dose at that low dose of ozone they're not effectively attacking what you're trying to kill are there any other new technologies and AC systems that people should be aware of? Yes. Uh, you're finding now that the equipment you can get with variable speed fans. Instead of the constant run, constant torque, constant speed fan, you can get them with variable speed. What that can do is if you get the correct thermostat, the thermostats now can have a humidistat in it as well. What that will do is slow the, can, the fan down to draw more moisture out. So the thermostat in conjunction with a variable speed fan gives you better humidity control so that you can actually, some people get cold at lower temperatures. 
So if they're not comfortable at 72 or 3 degrees, my wife is one, it's got to be 77 or 78. So to maintain the humidity level at a comfortable point, I have the variable speed fan and the thermostat that allows you to set the humidity level. So you can program it to the temperature you want, the humidity you want, and it adjusts the fan to help achieve both humidity and temperature set points. You talked about earlier uh, that there was value in having some of the community space in the common elements uh, regulated by uh, you know these thermostats that can be uh, programmed. What about for the homeowner? Uh, is, it, are there, is there value added for them having them in their units? Yeah, there is. With the Wi-Fi thermostats, not you got the programmability, but you also have the remote access. With remote access, if you're away for any extended period of time, whether you're a seasonal resident or you just go on a vacation, while you're away, you can dial in your phone and you can check the temperature in your home. The thermostats, some of them even if have the upgrade where they will send you a message, either by text or by email, and notify you. So if you put your temperature at 78 degrees while you're away, and you set it to alert you at 81, at which point you'll get a text or an email, how you set it up, that tells you your thermostat is out of range. Your temperature isn't reading correctly. Now, you can do multiple alerts. So if you're taking a European trip and you alert your contractor and you give him the authority ahead of time and say, look, if my, temperature, my unit goes out, the manager will allow you to come in and fix it, then you can be, add your contractor to the list to notify you. And then the service is up to you however you set it up. If you want to be contacted first, if you give them a, a dollar limit and say, here, just go check it out, those are agreements that you would make with your contractor and your property owner or uh, property management company. Thank you, Dave, for joining us today on Concerning Camps to talk to us about new technology and AC systems. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your associates at Advanced Roofing and Sheet Metals AC Division? Either by email at david.engel, that's E-N-G-E-L, at A-R-S-M-F-L dot com, or my direct line is 239-202-7320. Thank you, David, and we'll be sure to include this contact information in the episode notes for this podcast.